today uh, talking about gossip. Gossip. So let me just say real quick off the top, if you've got anything to gossip about, you get about 12 seconds, okay? You can go ahead and get it out um, because we're going to be diving into the topic of gossip. It's something we all deal with, uh, something we've all been a part of, something we've all heard, and uh, we're going to look at that. But before we do that, we're going to read a scripture here and uh, kind of a theme scripture for this series, and it's in Psalms 139. If you got your notes, wave them at me just so I can see them. How many, who's got notes? Okay. We are a note-taking church. Encourage you to take them. Um, you can also get on your version if you have the Bible app and go to events on there. You can actually go and, uh, and look at our message on there and uh, keep it on your phone. Save it there. But Psalms 139, it says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. God, know my heart. How many know if anybody knows your heart, it's God? He said, know my heart and test me and know my anxious thoughts. And point out anything in me that what? <clears throat> Come on, 1115, you're going to help me out here. Point out anything that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, we, we dedicate this time to you. Um, God, we didn't just come just to sing some songs and hear a message and walk out this place the same way we walked in. God, we came to have an encounter with you that this verse would be our prayer. God, search us, know our hearts. God, point out anything in us that is offensive to you. But God, I pray that you would lead us to life, lead us back to you today, God. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. How many of you in here have had somebody gossip about you? Show of hands, how many, somebody has said something about you. How many of you have said something about somebody else in here? Yeah, 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 okay. We have all been there. We've all said some things um, that we probably shouldn't have. We've all done some things. And I just felt like it's, you know, it's important for us to, to talk about these things. How many of you have ever heard a sermon on gossip? Anybody? One, two, that's it. Hasn't been preached about a lot um, in church. And so we felt like this was something we really should tackle. Not so much because we hear it a lot, um, or that you're doing it, but we just feel like it's something in our culture that it's become a norm. And listen, if you're in the position that Pastor Bubba and I are in leading a church, I'm, there's a lot of people that talk about us. Um, it's crazy some of the things we've heard about us. Um, I, I heard recently that I drive a Lexus. Um, did y'all know that? I didn't either. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I heard different things. I, I've heard different, what's that? It's a black iPhone 50. Yes, that's actually what I do drive. Um, and I've heard so many different things from people. Uh, some, I've heard people say different things about Pastor Bubba. You know, his first four kids were from one woman, and then his other two were from a different one. Um, I've heard uh, that we were just a crazy church. I heard that our church was a cult. Um, actually, that was another church that said that about us, which I just want to let you know, we're not pulling out the snakes. That's, that's only on the fourth Sunday um, that we do that. <laughs> uh, Kool-Aid's on the third Sunday. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's crazy what I've heard of people have said about us. Um, and, and, and you know what? I, I, it, it comes with the territory. I understand all that. Um, but I feel like I do need to dismiss a rumor that I have heard that's been going around. And actually, I kind of started it to a degree. So I wanted to just kind of finish it here. Um, I just want to let you know there's a picture that's floating around. This is, this is not me. Just want to let you know right here, this is not me. How many saw this picture this week? How many actually thought it was me? Um, I saw this picture and I thought it was me. Um, I was like, I don't remember doing that, but I am awesome. That is so cool. 
And by the way, if there is a picture of you that you want on the, on the internet, this would be this one. I like this one. This is a cool picture, but I just want to let you know, Lindsay is here to testify. I am not allowed a, a motorcycle. I'm not allowed an engine with two wheels. Um, I, they got to have four, um, at least three. I don't even know if she'd let me drive a trike. Um, but this is not me. Um, I barely know how to do this on my bicycle. And so... <laughs> But that is a good-looking man, um, whatever it is. So, all right, let's take that down. All right, so let's talk about gossip. If you got your notes with me, um, why don't you look at your notes, and I think I got it in there, and let's define what gossip is so we make sure we're all kind of playing from the same playbook. So gossip is, this is what, this is what gossip is, according to Pastor Rick Warren, which I think he's got one of the greatest definitions of it. Gossip is when we're talking about a situation with somebody who is neither part of the problem or part of the solution. Come on, I mean, that's a good one. When we're talking with somebody about a situation who is neither part of the problem or part of the solution. Um, I wanna go and look at Proverbs chapter six if you wanna follow along with this. Look what it says. It says, there are six things the Lord hates. How many know if, if, if you wanna know what God's hate list is, you wanna read that. You wanna make sure you stay off of that. And then he goes, there's not only six, there's actually seven things that are detestable to him. He shares a number of them, but this is, this is two of them. He says, a false witness who pours out lies, which we kind of talked a little bit about that last week with lying, but also gossip can be that form of we're saying things that maybe are not true. But then it's also a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Three out of the seven that he speaks of that he hates all deal with the mouth the things that come out of our mouth and the things that we say. And you wonder, why does, it, why does God hate these things? Why does God hate false witness? Why does he hate stirring up conflict? Why does he hate a brother who sows discord? You go through and you read all these different ones. Well, here's the deal. Um, you know, I'm an adult, and when people say things about me, it hurts. Um, doesn't matter who um, and how old you are, it still hurts. Um, but I can get over it rather quickly. But you say something about my kids... Come on, how many know we're going to another level here? When you start talking about my kids, how many know you want to see a mama bear come out? Talk about her kids. Um, you want to see a papa bear come? Talk about their kids. That's, that's kind of an off limits. Like we don't talk about our kids. And I want you to think about it this way. The same way that is with us, with our kids, how do you think God feels when people talk about his kids? When we talk about other people, um, those are God's kids as well. God's woman of God and a man of God, and maybe they're not of God, but it's a, a child of God. But all of us are children of God. And when we talk about one another in a way that's defaming, in a way that's negative, in a way that's critical, in a way that, that uh, demeans, we're talking about God's people. And so he hates that. How many hate it when you see your kids fighting with one another, putting each other down? Do you let that happen? No, you, you nip that in the bud real quick, don't you? And the same is with God. God feels the exact same way with us when we're speaking these things. And so I want to talk a little bit of, first off of just kind of where this comes from. So if you want to write this down, gossip is a symptom. Yes, it is a sin, but it's a symptom of something really much deeper that's actually going on. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 23, is a passage probably all of us in here know. Um, and it says this, it says, keep vigilant watch over your what? Of your heart. If you read a different translations, it says, guard your heart above all else. Because that's where life starts. 
Now watch this though. Most people don't know the next verse. Verse 24 goes on and says this, but don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. So listen, you need to guard your heart. Make sure that you are watching over your heart because out of it comes careless banter and white lies and gossip. You see, when people have a gossiping tongue, it's because they have a gossiping heart. Something's going on here. But if gossip is the symptom, what's the real root cause? There's a, there's a, there's a cause that's causing the gossip. So let me share four of them. These are just four. There's a number of them. But I think these are some big ones. What causes gossip is, first off, insecurity. Insecurity. Let's just be honest. We really like hearing gossip about other people, bad things about other people. You know why? Because it makes you feel what? Makes you feel good. How many of you know, like, when you feel bad and then you hear something bad about somebody else and it's worse than you, you're like, I'm doing pretty good. But the truth is, you could be doing really bad. They're just doing worse than you. But there's an insecurity here within us that um, drives this or this need for information. Like, I want to know so I can be in the know. And we, we are finding our security in this. Number two is bitterness. How many know if someone speaks bad about you and you don't know them, that hurts. If someone speaks bad about you and you love them, how many know that hurts more? Come on, if it's a spouse or a child or a best friend, and they say something that is just, it gets back to you, and you're like, and, and so what ends up happening is, is it becomes a root of bitterness, and then it's unforgiveness, and then what ends up happening is, is now you feel like I'm entitled to talk about them because they were talking about me, and how many know all you're trying to do is just trying to get people on your side, right? That's what we do because it's a root of bitterness. And, and can I say this? Talking badly about somebody who's not in the room says more about you than it does them. And I was already prepared for this sermon not to be an amen sermon. Uh, because I know a lot of people will not amen on this one because most people are saying, oh me. And this is something for all of us that we've really got to wrestle through. And I'm, I'm speaking this to myself. You know, as I'm preparing this message, I'm, I'm repenting to the Lord on so many of these areas. I think insecurity has been a driving. Bitterness has been a driving one for me. I'll tell you another one that's been a big for me is jealousy. I speak bad about other people because I really wish I had what they had. Like, they get to go on that vacation. I never get to go on that vacation. I mean, man, I, they, they get to do this or they have this. And man, I really wish that I had that or they have the relationship I always wanted. Or man, they got kids that seem like they obey. Why well, don't mind do that? I don't, and we can, what we can do is we can let jealousy be the driving factor of what causes us to speak negatively about other people because really we're just jealous of them. Or last one is carelessness. I think for a lot of people, this might even be a big one too, is like, we just don't even realize what we're saying. Like, we're just kind of careless with our words. Like, we're just kind of joking. I'm just joking around. Well, your joking's hurting people. And you don't realize that. It can hurt when we just say careless things. The Bible will talk about it. Jesus will talk about that. We'll, we'll, I'll show you a little bit in a, in a, at the end of this message about that. But these are things that, that cause the symptom of gossip. Gossip is driven. When you hear somebody gossiping about somebody, it's usually driven from one of these places. Insecurity, bitterness, jealousy, carelessness comes from one of those places. So, okay, so how do I overcome that when I want to be tempted to talk about a situation? How do I not? Well, I'm glad you're all asking so many great questions. Y'all are amazing. Um, 
Here's three questions I want you to ask, okay? Three questions I want you to ask before you start sharing information about somebody. First one, is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Watch what scripture says, Ephesians chapter four, verse 29. It says, let, what's that next word? Okay, everybody gonna have to help me out with this one. Let, say it again. One more time. Everything. Everything. All right, did we get that? Let everything that you say be good and what? Helpful. Helpful. How many know if we just went ahead and just stopped there and used that as a filter for this week, all of us would probably be repenting, right? Let everything that you say be good and let it be helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Is, is, is the conversation I'm having, is it hurtful or is it helpful? You know, our words are like an elevator. They're either bringing people up or they're bringing people down. We have what we're saying is so key and so important. Proverbs chapter 16, watch what Proverbs 16 says. Mean people spread mean gossip. Their words smart and burn. Troublemakers start fights. Now watch this. And gossip breaks up what? Friendships. Now, during the uh, Till Death Do Us Part series, when we were talking about relationships, we talked about the, pa- the power, excuse me, the power of our words. We talked about how relationships start with words. But we also talked about how relationships end with words. We talked about this idea, the power of our words. How many of you have ever heard this phrase, loose lips Sink ships. Y'all heard that? How many's heard that before? Y'all heard that before? Yeah. You know where it came from? It came from World War II. Uh, the Americans uh, created this phrase because on their battleships, when they were in these strategy meetings, trying to determine what their next strategy was, they would. They said, "Hey guys, listen. Loose lips sink ships." Because they were having German spies that were getting onto these boats, and as these guys were going out of these meetings, talking to other guys about what the strategy was. Germans were finding out about the strategy, going, of course, back to the Germans and sharing this strategy. And they said, guys, we've got to be careful. Loose lips sink ships. And so it was a, a phrase that, that came about. But can I say this? Loose lips sink relationships. Loose lips sink friendships. Isn't that true? Think about right now a relationship that was really close to you that is no longer there. And think about probably the reason why you're not in relationship with them anymore is probably because of words. Because of something that was said and maybe taken a certain way, because we've said certain things that said something happened. And maybe, of course, there's something that actually happened and and they caused pain to you because of that. I, I don't know what it is, but a lot of times our division in relationships is because of the things that we've said out of our out of our mouth. And listen, we can so spiritualize this. Christians are the best at gossip in a Christian gossip. Because they, 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 Christians will code it as a prayer request. Like, hey man, listen, we just need to really be praying. You know, Jackie, man, she's, you know, her marriage is struggling right now, man. She's just having, uh, hopefully no Jackie's in here. But um, <laughs> if, if you are in here, I'm not talking about you, Jackie. Okay, I just, um, man, she's just Hey, y'all don't, we just really need to be praying for her. Well, does Jackie know you're talking about her? 
And we can code it as a, as a prayer request when it really is gossip. I want you to think about this. Think about if, okay, uh, before you came here, maybe if you're new here, and you had decided this week, you know what, I'm going to go check out our Savior's Church. And a friend called you up and said, hey, what you doing this weekend, man? Why don't you come fishing with me? And you're like, oh, no, listen, I'm going to go, go to church this weekend. I feel like I want to go to church. And I'm going to go to our Savior's Church. Uh, and they're like, where? In Jennings? Where? What? Yeah, I'm going to go to our Savior's Church in Jennings. Oh, don't go there. Well, why not? Why? Oh, listen, I, listen, I've heard about our Savior's Church in Jennings. Listen, the guy drives a Lexus. He's mean to his wife. All right. He does willies on his motorcycle all the time. I mean, he's just, he, he just, he he's only cares about himself. How about if somebody said that to you before you came? Let me ask you this question. How would you be listening to me as I'm preaching this message? Y'all know what I'm saying? It would be through that filter. You'd be thinking, he's about to leave. He's going to go be mean to his wife, drive off in his nice Lexus and all that. Right? We've got to be careful what we hear from other people. I wonder how many preconceived judgments we've passed on other people that we didn't get from the interaction with them. We got from somebody else that spit in our well that now we have towards them. Y'all with me? We've got to be careful what people are saying to us about other people because we now, I've had so many people that have come up to me and be like, yeah, I've heard this from you, but man, you're not that way. I'm like, no, I'm not. You should meet me. I'm pretty nice. Uh, I try to be. But it's amazing how people already form their view of you from other people. Y'all with me? Do y'all see how destructive this can be? Like it can be very, very highly destructive uh, when people say these things. Now, most of us believe, though, that it's okay to talk about people if what we're saying is true. Right? Okay, well, what I'm saying about her is the truth. She is that way. I tell it to her face. Okay, well, I want to share something with you. Here's, here's what I want to tell you. Everything that is said should be true, but not everything true should be said. Come on, isn't that the truth? Everything that we say should be true. <laughs> Better make sure that it's true before you say it. But then not everything that's true should be said. Yeah, maybe it is true about her, but maybe that doesn't need to be said about her. Is it helpful or is it hurtful? We need to talk through this. Number two, am I making private matters public. Am I making private matters public? Let's go back to scripture. Proverbs eleven thirteen. a gossip goes around telling what? Secrets. But those who are trustworthy. How many want to be known as someone who's trustworthy? Let's be trustworthy people. Listen, those trustworthy people, they can keep a confidence. They can keep a confidence. A gossip goes around telling secrets, but those who are trustworthy can keep confidence. Are we sharing things that should be private, but we're making them public? And can I tell you probably the, the worst way that this plays out is on social media. Oh my goodness, I see this all the time. People talking about other people in a way that's so derogatory. And I'm like, why are you sharing this? This doesn't make you look good and it definitely doesn't make them look good. We've gotta be, gotta be people that protect others, not perpetrate others and put that on them. Number three, write this down. Actually, let me share the scripture. Proverbs 25, 9. When arguing with your neighbor, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good reputation. I promise you a reputation you don't want to have is don't tell her anything because it goes to everybody else. That's what you don't want to have. And there's a lot of people that actually have that label because they're known for that. 
We don't want to be that. Number three, am I permitting others to gossip? Now, I know I can hear it already from you. Oh, Pastor Josh, listen, I don't talk about other people's business. I don't even like to talk about my own business. I don't do that. I keep all my stuff to myself. Okay, great. But here's the question. Are you listening to other people's gossip? Okay, oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Yes, I did have to go there. You know why? Because it's just as wrong. Look, well, look what, I, I'm not, I didn't say it. Scripture says it. Actually, look what Proverbs chapter uh, 18 says. What's the first word? What is it? Listening, Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want junk like that in your belly? <laughs> now, I want you to think about this. This is, this is somewhat hilarious, but just kind of how God does this. Have you ever thought about this, the things that God has made? The things that look bad and taste bad, they're good for you. And the things that look good and taste good, they're bad for you. Anybody in here love candy? Any candy people in here? Chocolates? Any chocolate people in here? My, I love Reese's Pieces. Any Reese's Pieces fans in here? Reese's Pieces, and now it's Easter, and so they have decorated Easter and Reese's Pieces and everything. And listen, one Reese's Pieces is great. Two bags is better. Um, <laughs> but can I say it's not better that night? <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but yet it's, it's so good at first, and the more you have it, the more you want more of it, until you get to a place that you don't want to see another one because it has turned your stomach upside down. And can I say, listen, gossip wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't attractive, if it didn't taste good. It says, listen, listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Another uh, translation says it's like eating sweet morsels, like good, like a good chocolate chip cookie. It's like you want more of it. The problem is, though, the more and more you digest in it, the more and more you have it, the more and more it has you. That's the problem with it. And then it becomes a part of you. And so I've got to ask, am I permitting um, gossip? Because here's, I, I can hear it already. Pastor Josh, listen, I, I don't say it. Yeah, I'm around some people who do, but I don't say it. Listen to me very closely. What you permit, you promote. So yes, maybe you're not the one that's talking about how bad your boss is, but if you're in the room and you don't stop it, then you're actually saying it too. Are y'all with me here? What we're allowing to happen uh, in our home or in our workplaces or around us, maybe we're not the one that's perpetrating it. Maybe we're not the ones that's saying it. But if we're allowing other people to say it, we're just as big as a part of it. So if, if someone's talking bad about your spouse and you're not saying anything about it, how does that make your spouse feel about you? Are y'all with me here? Let's just put it in a way that we can, every person in here can understand that is this is a big deal. Now, there was a guy by the name of Robert McWilkins. Um, McQuilkins, actually, it's with a Q. He was the former president of Columbia University. He had had um, some colleagues over to his house, uh, husband and wife over to his house to have dinner with him and his wife. They were having dinner, and as they're having a great dinner together, the colleagues that are there start talking about other colleagues that are at the university and um, in a way that other colleagues, if they were present, they wouldn't be saying these things. They had, they had shared a lot of that during their dinner and they, they left and Robert and his wife just felt yuck after the dinner was over. Like, we shouldn't have, we should have stopped that. We shouldn't have talked about that. So Robert decided he was going to do something about it. So 
he invited them back over again. They came back over, had dinner again, and they're eating. And sure enough, the conversation goes back to this same issue and situation with these people at his job. And as these people are just kind of spewing all this stuff, Robert just keeps looking over to a wall. He's not responding to it. He's not saying anything to it. He just keeps looking over at a wall, not realizing that he had made a plaque during that week. And he had had it put on this wall. And this wall had nothing else on this wall except for this massively huge plaque. Eventually, the dinner guests were like, he's not saying anything. And he keeps looking at the wall. And they turn to look at the wall. And on the plaque are these words right here. The absent are safe here. The absent are safe here. Immediately, when they looked and read those words, it stopped because they realized that for them, people that were absent had a safe place in this home. Let me ask you this. What would that be like in your workplace if this plaque was on the wall? What would that be like in your home, in my home, if this plaque was on the wall and we made a commitment that those who are absent are also safe? How many know in our, today's day and age, if you're absent, that just means we get to talk about you, right? And it's amazing how when we say things about other people when they're not there, it speaks more about us than it does about them. Because here's what I've learned, and you probably have learned this lesson just as much as I have, and that is if people will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. If they will gossip... If somebody comes up to me and says, Pastor Josh, listen, I need to tell you about something. And I, I, listen, Pastor Bubba and I hear this all the time. People come here and they're like, listen, man, we went to this other church and this church is terrible and they don't do this anymore. And we just left that church and we came here to OSC and we love OSC. We got the I love my church shirts. And Pastor Bubba and I look at each other and go, uh-oh. Because yeah. here's what I know. We're going to offend them at some point, or somebody's going to make them mad, and then they're going to go to some other church and be like, oh, I see, I hate that church. I don't, I, they got love crossed out. It's like, hate, I hate that church. <laughs> Pastor Josh and his Lexus. All right. Um, so, but it's the truth. If they're going to talk to me bad about somebody else, they're going to talk to somebody else bad about me. It's just a matter of time. And by the way, if we haven't made you mad, just stick around. Um, there's going to be something. Something's going to be said. This is what Proverbs says. I, I love what Proverbs chapter 26 says. It says, fire goes out without wood. Man, that's, that's deep, huh? <laughs> and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. So when I can just stop it, quarrel stops. It, the fire gets put out. Oftentimes, we're, the problem is we're, we're throwing gasoline on the fire or we're not doing anything and the fire's just blazing, but we're doing nothing. And we think by doing nothing, we're not doing anything. But the truth is you're doing just as bad. So how do we stop it? Okay. How do we stop it? Number one, refuse it. Just refuse it. Listen, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, listen, they told me not to tell anybody. But when they start there, you go, ah, 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 mm, stop, 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 stop. Have you, has anybody ever said that to you? Nobody wants to shake their hands. You're all, don't lie in church, okay? Listen, has anybody ever said that to you? Hey, listen, I know they don't want anybody to know, but just me, between me and you, 
and 700 friends on Facebook. Um, just want to let you know. <laughs> right? We've got to be people who refuse it. You've got to be like a seven-foot center in NBA and block that stuff. Just block it. Say things like, hey, do they know you're about to say that? Or would they be okay if we, she was in the room and you said that? I think, oh, I, I think maybe we probably don't need to have this conversation right now. Oh, hold on. Is that going to be bad about them? Which, which should actually lead to the next one, which I think is our responsibility as Christians, especially with other fellow Christians, is not only we refuse it, but then we redirect it. So when someone comes to you and says, hey, listen, I, uh, and I have this happen all the time. Pastor Josh, listen, I need to, tell you, I need to talk to you about something. And so here's the, here's the thing. Something or someone? Which one? Uh, uh, someone. Okay, well, what's, is everything okay? What's going on? Well, listen, she was doing this and he was doing that and he shouldn't have done this and he shouldn't have done that. And so here's the first question. All my leaders already know this because I've trained them all. Have you talked to them? I never thought of that. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't say that. They usually go, well, no. Well, hey, you know what? Let's me and you, let's go talk to them and we'll see if we can, maybe we can help the situation. Like, well, well, no, you know, I mean, I mean, listen, they might be embarrassed. And you know what? It might not be really true. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Wait, so you don't even know if it's true? Well, I'm, you know, it's someone who told me and what's going on. Okay, well, okay, well, let's pause out. Who told you this? And then it's funny because then they get amnesia. Because they're like, I don't even remember who told me. It's funny, though, because they can remember all the details of what that person told them, but they can't remember the person who actually told them. And so, hey, well, why don't me and you maybe go talk to the person who told you? Because undoubtedly, they, maybe they got their source wrong. And we need to, how many know when you just say, hey, let's go talk to them, how many know it shuts down real quick? Real quick. Hey, does our boss know that? No. Does he know that? Does she know that? Listen, I, I, I would pray the same with... If you hear something about me, you go, does Pastor Josh know that? Let's go talk to him. No, 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 we can't talk to him about that. Yeah, let's, he's a cool dude. We can go talk to him about that. And I would pray the same for you. That we would defend one another, protect one another, believe the best for one another. Pastor Bob and I have a golden rule. If somebody talks to me about him, I'm going to defend him and believe the best for him until I go talk to him. And if what they said was right, we'll make it right. And he's going to do the same for me. No, so nobody's going to come up to me like, Pastor Bubba, man, I don't like him, man. I, I'd much rather you. We don't do that. I defend him. He defends me. I believe the best for him. He believes the best for me. We encourage one another. We don't listen to the things. Which, by the way, which is what God has called us to do as a church. Y'all with me here? Listen, I've, I've rarely seen churches that have divided and split because someone in the church had an adultery. Now, I mean, if the pastor did, I've seen churches split that way. But I've rarely seen churches split because someone in the church did. But can I tell you, I've seen a lot of churches split because of gossip in the church. A lot. So God has called us as a church to refuse it and to redirect it. How many know sometimes if we would just redirect it, the fire would go out immediately? The reason why things get fueled is because we keep talking to people that are not a part of the problem and not a part of the solution. And so it just gets fueled and fueled and fueled and fueled. And then people will leave a church or people will leave a job or people will leave a friendship or people will leave a marriage because they've been believing things that maybe were true, but maybe were not. Write this down. Words matter. Your words matter. My words matter. Matthew chapter 12. 
These are Jesus's words. How many know if any words matter, Jesus's words matter? All right, now watch what Jesus says. Listen, watch what he says. He says, now let me tell you something. How many know when Jesus says, let me tell you something, you need to listen? Any of y'all ever had your dad? My dad's actually here with me. When my dad say, hey, I need to tell you something. How many know I listened? Anybody in here when you tell your kids, I need to tell you. It's more like this. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that's not how Jesus is saying it, by the way. Okay, so don't, don't think of it that way. But that's often how we say it. He says, let me tell you something. Now watch. Every one of these, what? Y'all remember carelessness was one of the, one of our sources? Say, hey, every one of these careless words, watch this, it's going to come back to haunt you. And, and there's going to be a time of reckoning. Now watch this. Words are, words are, words are powerful. I want you to hear me on. They're so powerful. You think about when God created all of this, you know how he did it? He said it. He said, light, boom. Let there be earth, boom. Let there be animals, boom. Like he spoke it and it just happened. Like he created something out of nothing because he's God, he can do that. Think about when Lazarus was dead. How did he raise him? He said, Lazarus, get up. <laughs> That's pretty powerful. Why? Because his words are powerful. And the Bible says that our words can have the same power, which is why it's so important of what we say over our kids, what we say over our marriages, what we say over situations, because sometimes we're speaking death over those situations. And it says, listen, you need to take these words seriously. Now watch. Words can be your salvation, but words can also be your damnation. I don't, I don't, I'm not reading this to scare you, by the way. Like, oh man, I just gotta, I gotta do this. I gotta try harder. I gotta stop doing it. No, no, listen. This is not a mouth issue. It's a heart issue. It's not about behavior modification. It's about God, let's do some heart transformation here. God, help me. Here's a great prayer to pray. It's in your notes there. It's in Psalms chapter 141. And it says, set a guard, O Lord, over my what? Over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Listen, I don't know about you, but I want to be known as a man who's for people, not against them. I want to be a man who believes the best, speaks the best. And listen, I have not always done this right. Often am I having to repent to Lindsay or to my kids or to somebody else because I've said something or done something I shouldn't have done. And, and I have to do that often myself and praying this myself. God, Lord, set a guard over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I, I have a passage of scripture I read this morning. And uh, I, it's not in your notes because those got printed the other day. But I want to read it to you. You can just jot it down if you want to. It just says later on. But it's in John chapter 17. And this is the prayer. It's called the priestly prayer. It's the prayer that Jesus actually prays for his disciples which would be you and I. And in John chapter 17, verse 20, this is what Jesus prays. He says, I don't ask for these only, but I also ask for those who will believe in me through their word. Now watch this. This is, how, this is his prayer for you and I, that they may all be one. I pray that they'll be one 
just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us. And now watch this. This is why God wants us to be one, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. This is what he's saying. God, I pray that your church is so unified, so together, that when people on the outside of the church look at the church, they go, I want what they got. I want what they have. Man, they love one another. They cover one another. They forgive one another. They walk in life together. How many know we call this a spiritual family? Oftentimes we say, welcome home. You're here at our family. How many of you know your family is going to say stupid stuff at certain times? Anybody in here? Oh, you don't have a family then. Okay. How many of you know that in your family, there's going to be times you get hurt? There's going to be times that that comes. But how many of you know if you're committed to being together, you can walk through any of that? And as a church, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are going to defend one another believe the best about one another, go to one another, give grace to one another. Y'all with me here? If we do that, listen, if we do that, we can stay as one and stay united as a church. You do this well already, by the way. You're phenomenal in this. If you're offended by somebody, you go to them. I think we've trained that enough around here. Um, you're not going to go to somebody else. You're going to go to them because that's what Jesus would do. When I'm offended at Lindsay, I don't go to somebody else. I go to Lindsay. Say, so we got to work through this. We want to teach you. This is how God's called us to build relationships. This is how God has called us to stay together and united. Gossip. It's a serious sin. God is serious about it. But he's also serious about forgiveness. Come on, how many are glad that we serve a God who's a God of forgiveness? And not only a second chance, but a third and fourth and fifth. That every day his mercies are new every morning. So I want to pray for you today as we wrap this message up. And I want to pray specifically for those in here, man, just as we're speaking, and God's just challenging you in the things that you say. Maybe you need to go back and maybe apologize to somebody. Maybe you need to repent to a, your spouse or to your kids or maybe a best friend. Um, maybe you need to forgive somebody who's hurt you. Somebody said some stuff about you and you need to do some forgiveness there. If that's you in this place, would you just slip your hand up and say, man, that's me. I, I'm, you're speaking to me right now. Okay, hands going up all over the place. You can put your hand down. Father, I pray right now, Lord, for every, every hand that's raised and every person, God, that just, this is honest and saying, you know what, that's, that's me. That's an area that I'm, I'm dealing with right now. God, when we've been hurt, it's so easy for us to want to lash back and hurt others. But God, I pray, Lord, that you would help us. Lord, give us grace and forgiveness. God, the only reason we can't forgive others is because we've just forgot how much you've forgiven us. God, you have so forgiven us. You've given us grace after grace, new mercies every day. But God, today, we, we don't want to be marked as people who speak wrongly of others. God, we don't want to be known as, as the person who can't keep things confidential and God who can't be trusted God we want to be known as a people who are trustworthy God known as a people who believe the best speak the best give our best God I pray for every person in here God myself included God our prayer is that you would search us 
that you would know our hearts, that you would point out anything in us that is offensive to you. And God, that you would lead us to the path of everlasting life. You know, the truth is today, you can't do any of this without the power of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. You need Jesus to come transform your heart. The Bible says the way that we do that is we've got to be born again. Being a born again is really not about a pastor or a preacher or a church or a program. It's about a relationship with Jesus. Believing and knowing that you're a sinner. That you admit that you're, you're broken. You, you believe that Jesus went to the cross for you. He bore your sins. He bore all these things that we've been talking about, our offenses and our faults. He's, he's bore all that. He's bore our shame and our guilt. And he, he rose from the grave. The Bible says if we will confess Jesus as Lord of our lives. And if we believe with our heart that he'll come. He'll forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Today, if that's you and you say, you know what, I, I'll, I don't need religion. I just need Jesus. If that's you that's in this place and you need him. On the count of three, I just want you to shoot your hand up and say, Pastor Josh, pray for me. That's me. One, two, three. If that's you, wow, hands going up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Come on, thank you. You can put your hand down. Would you just pray this with me and it just with all that you got, all sincerity in your heart. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for going to the cross and taking my guilt. My, sh- my shame and my sin. You died for it. You rose from the grave to give me new life with you. Forgiveness, relationship with your Father, and a purpose on this earth. Today, I turn from my sins and I turn to you. Forgive me, cleanse me, and make me new again. Help me with the power of your Holy Spirit to be all that you've called me to be. In Jesus' name.